He has been faithful. Has the Lord been good? Has He ever left us or forsaken us? Has He ever forgotten about us? No. No. Thank You, Lord, for Your faithfulness. Thank You, Lord, for Your faithfulness. You know, there were many times, a few times I can think of along the way that I didn't know if the mission was going to make it to three years. And uh, we're here. Right? And this... This is the moment, right? Right now, this is where we begin to ask the Lord to open up His dreams in us. This is the moment where we ask the Lord to expand our view of what is truly possible through Him. Three years, and we're just getting started. You know, the last couple of months I've had a, I've had the opportunity to begin to preach more here at the church. And, and in the beginning, I, I kind of had to ask myself, what kind of preacher am I? You know, like there, there are all kinds of different styles of preaching and none of them are bad. There, you have the preacher who can just take like one verse, right? Just like a few words, maybe just like a single word and like break it down to this like deeper meaning and and they can tell you what the word means in Greek and stuff and like frankly I'm more likely to speak geek than Greek you know like but man that style of speaking is so cool to me and and then you have the other kind of speakers who have the ability to take an object right like like an umbrella or something say like and they pull all these spiritual insights out of this this object, right? And, and, and they might say like, oh, well, the umbrella, the, the top part is like God's covering over us. And, you know, like Jesus is the handle. And then you have the action part, which is the Holy Spirit, which is the umbrella button, you know. And, and like you can see I'm not very good at the object thing. Like I'm, I'm not an object lesson preacher. And, and so I like and I'm OK with that. Right. You know, when it comes down to it, I feel like, man, I'm just a storyteller like I find myself drawn to people who are storytellers and I find myself drawn to the stories in the Bible. Uh, the stories themselves are just so rich and I've always I've just always been drawn to people who are storytellers. In fact, my grandpa was a storyteller. Anybody who have a grandpa who was a storyteller, right? That's the best, right? In fact, one of those last times I got to be with him um, he told Kim and I stories uh, all night, like about the adventures and troubles he got into with his three brothers. And, and like he told stories for hours, right? And we were just like riveted. And, and that was one of the last times I got to be with him. And so I cherished those memories and I, I, I cherished those memories with my grandpa. I cherished those stories and, you know, that's the thing about stories is that they don't belong to any one person. They, and they're the best when shared, right? And, and when they're shared, they begin to take on a life beyond like our own. And Jesus himself was a storyteller. And throughout the New Testament, Jesus told story 
after story and he used them to teach. And man, I'm not Jesus, but I strive to be like that kind of teacher, like just a store, plain storyteller. And it doesn't matter how many people I meet, whether they are young or old, what gender they are or nationality they are, um, it, regardless of their economic status or, you know, whatever, there's a story to be heard. And there's a story to tell. And today, on the three-year anniversary of the mission, the story that most needs telling is ours. I remember when I first moved back from New York to Redlands to begin this crazy journey with Pastor Aaron Four, and who was our first lead pastor here at the mission. And, and he brought me into this very room. And it looked a lot different back then. (laughs) He brought me into this very room and he told me to sit down with him. And we began to just pray together. And after a while, and I will remember this as long as I live, after a while, he said, let's dream together. Let's dream about, you know, what we want this place to look and feel like. And let's dream about what kind of culture we want here we want to have at the mission because I think at the time like there had been a Sunday where there was like 14 people you know and so we were literally starting from from very very small and and you know what he, he said let's dream about what kind of church we want to be a part of let's dream it up and we sat on the first row of these chairs well over three years ago, and dreamed. And the conversations that began to unfold looked a lot different than I had actually expected. We talked about a little. We talked a little bit about like what we wanted this place to look like. Like it would be like really super cool if we could have like a giant oversized screen and lots of reclaimed wood around and like it'd be really super cool if we could make the floor kind of look like a bowling ball and (laughs) actually that was already here uh, (laughs) that was already here before when we got here but um, but we thought it was cool Um, we talked about a few of those things but mostly we talked and dreamed about being a part of a congregation that was real and genuine and honest. And honest about where they were at, genuine about their struggles. And they came on Sundays, this congregation, and were in the moment. They, you know, we may not totally know where we were going in the service, but we were going there together, right? And and like, and, and this quote came up from a very famous pastor named Bill Johnson and 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 Bill said this he said I think it's going to be on the screen here um the church has been gathering together for decades around a sermon it's the high point of our gatherings and we justify it because we have a true commitment to God's word because we definitely need the teaching of the word but Israel camped around the presence of God And we've known that there are some drastic shifts that are coming to take place in how we do life and how we do church. The presence of God is the the greatest gift we have. 
and to shut out everything, to shut everything else down because of what, (laughs) to shut everything else down because of that is absolutely worth it to me. It's the joy of our heart to celebrate Him personally. The Lord Jesus, for whatever reason, decides to show up. And so, what's happening tonight in the church, what's happening is the church is camping around the presence. We have, we may not have an idea, a clue what we're doing. We certainly don't know what to do next. But finally, the main thing is the main thing. And so I remember us talking about that quote, and, and it's such a cool, you know, quote, but like, we, we had to chew on it for a while, you know, because there, because there was just some things in there that, that we had to think about. And, and don't get me wrong, you know, we, we believe that the Bible is 100% God's word. That these pages in the Bible were God breathed and that we continue, that they continue to bring revelation for us and draw us closer to God. But Pastor Aaron and I sat and dreamed of being a part of a church that would be ready to throw our game plan out the window, our service plan at any moment that we began to sense the moving and leading of the Holy Spirit. And sometimes that means things get a little messy, right? Transitions between parts of the service don't move so seamlessly, or, or maybe we sing a song a little longer than we had actually planned to. You know, uh, we dreamed of being a part of a congregation that wouldn't really care too much about these things because we were in the moment together, focused on giving God His glory. And so now, what I want you to do is I want you to just take a moment. Look around this place. Look at the, like, it's okay, they won't bite you. Look at the people next to you. I mean, they may, but... We are living in a dream come true right now. Realize that. This is a dream come true for us. We are in a dream come true. And as we began to prepare for the launch of the mission, I asked a friend of ours to work on a logo for the mission, right? Because every church needs a snazzy logo, right? And, and I began to share with him some things that we'd been talking about. And after a few days, he sent me this. And we immediately loved it. Immediately, because... It encapsulated exactly what we had been talking about. We knew that if this church plant was going to grow, it wasn't going to be because of good music. It wasn't going to be because of insightful preaching. um, Because that definitely wasn't in the cards. Um, It wasn't going to be because of anything but the Holy Spirit moving among us. And so the fire representing the Holy Spirit inside a bright green leaf representing new growth was exactly what we were looking for. And from there we were off and running. And from the very beginning, I I knew this place was going to be a very special place. I've talked about this a few times in church, but I remember driving down to our first mission staff meeting (laughs) 
And we lived in Crestline at the time, which was up, which is up by in the mountains by Lake Arrowhead. And I was driving, listening to worship music, and I came down around one of those many mountain curves that you have to go around when you drive down from there. And I remember just all of a sudden being choked up by this beautiful view. And so much so that I pulled over and just began to thank God for His creation. And I snapped a couple of pictures, you know, like we do, and, 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 and then was on my way, right? And, and like two minutes further down the road, I came around another mountain curve, and the view literally, literally took my breath away like a punch in the gut. It, it, I mean, I realize what it sounds like. It sounds naive to say, but I don't care. It literally felt for a moment like I was swept up into heaven. And in that moment, I heard the Lord's voice say to me, you haven't seen anything yet. Because what I'm about to do with the mission, you can't even comprehend yet. You can't comprehend it. And I just began to cry and thank the Lord. And I finally got to the mission staff meeting, right, after a while. And after I got all unchoked up and stuff. And, and I shared what I had experienced with Pastor Aaron and with Emily and, and, and Don and Suzanne Crawford. And, uh, and Don, who was the associate pastor at the time, had experienced a similar word from God in his devotion time that he had shared with us that morning. And... We all just began to weep together, just, just awestruck by the Holy Spirit, and and in our and like an excitement, an anticipation took us over, unlike anything I've ever experienced. And we were so excited to see what the Lord was going to do next. But what happened next wasn't anything like what we expected, as it often is when the Lord. Moves And so we launched the mission on February 10th of 2013. And it was awesome. The dream, it was alive, right? And we began to grow. And, and six months into the launch, just when I thought we had gained enough traction to really take off, Pastor Aaron resigned for personal reasons. As a man of character, he did 100% the right thing for he and his family. But this congregation and I were devastated. And this was nothing, nothing like what I had expected that I thought the Lord was going to do. And Pastor Aaron and I had talked endlessly about how cool it was that our kids were going to get to grow up in the church together and all the trouble that they were going to get into. And and in many ways, for me personally, just being honest here and, and vulnerable, it felt like the death of a dream to me. And my heart was grieved. But shortly after, we were blessed with the Robbins family, right? And, and Pastor Chris came to be our new leader, and that whole family began to serve us like crazy. So many people were hurting over the loss of Pastor Aaron in our church at the time, and Pastor Chris and Kim loved this congregation through that. They also helped us realize that 
We could be doing a better job of discipling people. They, they led a team of people that developed our Connect, Grow, Serve model. And they led the charge on starting our grow groups that meet weekly in homes across the city to this day. That family was a gift to us. Time went on and seasons passed. And on the first day of 2015, I began to, I, I, I woke up and I began to pray and and through my prayers and quiet time with the Lord, I heard the Lord say to me, this is a new season. This is a new season. And I'm thinking like, Lord, it doesn't feel like a new season. It feels like the same season. I mean, 2014 was just yesterday. Like, it feels like the same season. And like, I'm not sure I'm ready for it to be an, a new season. And and. And so, like, I argued with the Lord a little bit, and, and but His Word, the Lord's Word was confirmed to me through several different people, and so I began to believe it, and, and I, but I, I began to believe it, but I didn't see it happening, you know, and so I began to just declare it in our worship times, much like we did today at the beginning of our service, but man, nothing, nothing really changed, but over the course of the year, we began to struggle as a church. Things felt very disjointed and people were leaving and we weren't really sure why. And then in November, this last November, we had to say goodbye to the Robbins family, which again was extremely difficult for our church. With the loss of the Robbins family, I was asked by our denomination and advisory board to lead this church moving forward. And this was a role that I had never really envisioned for myself, but yet here I was. And as the dust began to settle, and we started to move forward as a church, I was reminded by my accountability partner of the word the Lord gave me at the beginning of 2015. And all of a sudden I realized the Lord had kept His word. Yet again, it didn't happen the way I expected or would have wanted, but it did happen all the same. And as I began to step into my new role, I had to start doing very grown-up things. <laughs> like lead pastory kind of things. And like I had to go to lots of meetings and, and like conferences and stuff. And honestly, I'm not really a fan of either of those things. And but but this was my new role now so i stepped into it right and so i was on my way to this meeting in huntington beach and i was actually excited about this meeting cuz huntington beach has great fish tacos and um and uh so i was looking forward to this meeting and i just decided you know i had about an hour or some drive before I was going to be there, and I wasn't going to listen to any music, I wasn't going to listen to a podcast, I was just going to spend some time with the Lord, and so I just began to pray and listen, pray and listen, and, and just some quiet time with the Lord, and as I was driving and praying, I heard the Lord give me a powerful word for our church today, moving forward. Today, on the anniversary of the launch of the mission, and honestly, it's kind of been killing me to keep this word in until today. I've wanted to like blurt it out so many times, and but I knew the Lord wanted me to share it today. 
And the word itself, which we'll get to in a minute, comes out of Isaiah 40. So if you have your Bible and you want to turn there with me in Isaiah 40, this is a famous passage of Scripture, and I believe it contains deep meaning for us moving forward in this next season. We're going to start at verse 25, Isaiah 40, 25, and the Scripture goes like this. To whom will you compare me? Or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? Who brings out the starry host one by one and calls forth each of them by name? Because of His great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. Why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, my cause is disregarded by my God? Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the Creator of the heavens and the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and His understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. So let's let's break this down a bit, okay? I'm not going to spend you know a, a ton of time further, but I want to break this scripture down before I, I communicate to you what I believe the Lord is telling us through this. So, um, verse 25, God asks us who we think He is. He says, to whom will you compare me? Who is my equal, says the Holy One. And here's the answer. God has no equal. He never changes. We are the ones that change. It's not like he wakes up one day and has low self-esteem because he's kind of having a bad hair day or something like, no. God doesn't have self-esteem problems. He actually likes himself all the time. Because, well, right? He's God, right? Who else is his equal? Who else is he going to like more than himself? It's okay. He's God, right? See, we are the ones who forget. We forget that we are the ones that change, not him. He has not abandoned or forgotten us. He is right where he has always, always been. God remind, in, in verse 26, God reminds us of who He really is. He says, lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? Who brings out the starry host one by one and calls forth each of them by name? Because of His great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. God tells us to despair no longer. To lift up our heads because He knows all the stars by name and that He has not forgotten or misplaced a single one. 
See, after we went through our second round of trials as a church last November, I saw people not just grieving. I saw people begin to get lost in despair. But just like the starry hosts, even in our trials, God has not misplaced us. God has not forgotten us. Sometimes when we... Sometimes when things don't go our way, when things go differently than we would like, we get so frustrated that God didn't co-sign on our agenda, right? That we assume that, well, He must have forgotten about us, right? But nothing could be further from the truth. It's just that sometimes we forget who He is. And in verse 27, He asks us, Why are we so prone to despair? He says in verse 27, Why do you complain, O Redlands? Why do you say, Inland Empire, My way is hidden from the Lord. My cause is disregarded by God. God never disregards our cause. He just wants us to get to the place where our cause and His a line. Amen. And in verse 28 through 31 comes the promise. And this is the promise. The promise that continues to remind us of who God really is and His commitment to those who trust in Him. And it goes like this. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. His understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. This is the promise. This is the promise. Yeah. This is the promise for you and for me. This is the promise for the mission. This is the promise for anyone who's weary or weak. This is the promise to those who have lost hope. This is the promise that the Lord, your Creator, has not forgotten about you. And if you put your hope in Him, not only will He renew your strength, but He'll give you all the strength you ever need. Mission family, I believe this word is for you. I really do. When I was driving to that meeting and decided to spend some quiet time with the Lord on my way to Huntington Beach, I became so aware of the Lord's presence. I'm not sure what it is with cars and me and God. Like, it's just kind of weird. But I, I'm going to dive into that later. I don't, I don't know. But, um, but I just became so aware of the Lord's presence. And much like I had in you know, my experiences before. And He gave me a word for you. And it's this. Lift up your head. He said to me, the mission has had its eyes on its shoes for far too long. It's time, the time has come 
to dream again. Lift up your head and allow me to stir your passions. Remember who I am. I am the one who calls out the sun, stars, and moon each by name. One by one. Your hope will never be misplaced in me. So lift up your head and dream again. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to dream together. What are the dreams that God has placed in your heart? Because I know He's given you some, right? They, they may be buried kind of deep down in there because they seem like too big and outrageous to actually achieve, right? But here's the thing. Let me let you in on a little God secret. The fact that they are outrageous and too big for us to accomplish is how you know it's actually from God. Because why would God give you a dream that you don't need Him to accomplish? It's time to let those God-sized dreams out. It's time to ask the Lord to tune our hearts to His and allow those passions to see the light of day. Mission Church, let's not stare at our feet any longer. Let's not wallow in self-pity anymore. Yes, we've, we've been through more things than any three-year-old church plant should ever have to go through. We have. Can I get an amen? amen? I always wanted to do that. Yes, we've been through some stuff, right? But we're still standing. We got air in our lungs. We still got a roof over our head. We got some good people in this church. And we got a community that needs Jesus. So it's time to despair. The time for despair, it's over. It's time to lift up our heads and dream again. And remember where our hope comes from. Because do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God. The Creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow weary, tired, He will not grow tired or weary in His understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary. And man, we're weary. And He increases the power of the weak. And we've been weak. Even youths grow tired and weary. Like even young people. And I'm old. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow faint. So around the room, you will see some sheets of paper. And they have what I like to call on them a dream bubble. Over the next several minutes, I want you to write out or draw your God-sized dream that the Lord has placed in your heart. It can be for our church. It can be for you personally. It can be for our city. Anything. There are no perimeters. This is the time to let it all hang out. Well, I, I mean, maybe not all of it. 
Actually, yes, all of it. Let it all hang out. I don't care. In your rows, there are markers and some clipboards for you to share. And if, if you're really artistic and you need some space, we have set up these tables around the room. When you're finished, we want you to hang your dream on our dream boards that are around the room. And, and let's let the Lord awaken the dream that He has placed in our hearts. And in this next season... Let's go after these dreams as a family. Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay, I want you to get started on your God-sized dream. We're going to come back in like a couple of minutes, sing a couple more songs, and then it's cupcake time, alright? Okay, so you got a couple of minutes to work on your dream and hang it up. Just to give you an example, my wife's God-sized dream, I'm going to go ahead and share it without her permission. She wants this church to get more involved in foster care. She wants to see our church have a heart for adoption. That's my wife's God-sized dream. My son's God-sized dream was that he could invent a teleporter so that we could go back to Bible times so that I wouldn't have to spend so long writing my messages because I would just be there or whatever. So, um, So dream big. Anything. There were many dreams from the kids about feeding the poor and sheltering the homeless and and seeing their grandma again. It's beautiful. Dream. Dream.